0: So glad you guys joined us for our Senior High Ablaze Youth Ministries podcast. We really hope this message encourages you, and let's check it out. One thing about a church like ours is it's going to challenge you right? And you should be challenged. If you're not being challenged by the Word of God and by a church, then that church is failing. But one thing I know about Ablaze Youth Ministries, one thing I know about Cornerstone World Life Church, it's going to challenge us. Tonight is going to challenge you. Whether you just started walking with God tonight or whether you've been walking with God for the last 12 years, tonight's going to challenge you, and that's okay because we should desire to be challenged. Can I get an amen? But I believe you guys are going to rise up to this challenge. Amen. I don't know how long we're going to do this. We may get back to faith here in a couple weeks. But uh, tonight I want to talk to you about what we're calling the shallows. And this is what I believe. I believe a lot of Christians are living in the shallows when God is calling them out to the deep. And, you know, there's something uh, I, I the ocean kind of scares me. I don't know, I'm one of those guys that I like to go to the beach and I like to sit in the sand. I kind of hate sand though, because it goes everywhere with you. It gets in your car. And I really hate it like when you're at the restaurant and I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but if you go to the beach on a vacation, then you go to a restaurant and sand followed you to the restaurant. Have you ever taken a bite of food that had sand in it? Anybody at all? It is the worst experience in the world. It's all grainy and gritty and it's just the worst. It ruins the whole thing. And then even when you leave vacation and you come home, there's sand in the car, there's sand in your house. So I hate that about the beach, but at the same time I love sitting at the beach because it's so relaxing. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Just sitting there listening to the waves, man. I'm not a beach person, but slowly my wife Rachel has made me into a beach person. I'm a mountain kind of guy. I'm from the mountains. I love the mountains, but she's turned me into a beach person. And I love just to sit there and listen to the waves. But there's also something out about the ocean. It just scares me because I don't know what's out there. Amen. There's a lot of stuff out there. And you know what about the ocean? The deeper you go, the weirder it gets. (laughs) Like there's stuff. I mean, when we're swimming and I'm I'm in the, you know, the shallows with my boys, there's the different types of fish and you can see them and there's like little minnows. And and while we were down there one year, somebody caught a little baby shark and they pulled it up and we're all looking at it, dragging around by its tail, trying to get it back in the water. But when you're in the shallows, you kind of know what you're going to get. But when you're out there in the deep, you're not sure what's out there with you. I've seen some videos about like whale sharks swimming up the next people's canoes and I'm like, no, hard pass, I don't want that. But the point is, is there's more out there in the depth than is in the shallows. God has more, he's desiring to get to you, but in order to get the more, you must leave the shallows and go deeper. And so we're gonna be talking about how to go deeper, how to get out of the shallows. Over in Psalms 42, verse seven, out of the English Standard Version, it says this, deep calls to deep. At the roar of your waterfalls, at your breakers, and your waves have gone over me. There is a depth about you. And the reason there's a depth about you is because God created you. And there's a depth about God. You know, God is kind of like the ocean. Did you know that 80% of the ocean is unexplored? 80% of the ocean is unmapped. It's uncharted, 80% of it's unexplored by humans, 80% of the ocean, we have not been there. And I believe it's that way about God too. 80%, we haven't even been able to begin, begin to scratch the surface about God. There's so much about him that you haven't mapped, that you haven't explored, that you haven't discovered, but yet he's calling you out deeper because he wants to get some things to you. Someone say, to me. So there's a deep within you that is calling out to this deep within God. Over in Ezekiel chapter 47, verses 1 through 12, we're not going to go there and read it, but just write it down if you're taking notes, and I'm going to explain to you what's happening. This man is having a vision, and he walks into this temple, and he sees water coming in from the south side, and he says that the water is kind of shallow. It's only up to his ankles. And then he goes through the door, and Jesus is a type and a shadow. This is a representation of who he is. He is the temple, and he is the door. And it says when he walks through the door, the waters begin to get deeper and it goes up to his knees and then he wades out a little bit further and the water goes up to his waist and then it said he wades out a little bit further to where he can no longer touch but now he has to swim and this whole thing is a representation of who Jesus is there's depths to him and as a Christian you can stay ankle deep but if you stay ankle deep you're going to get what's in the ankle waters. But if you go out, those who are in the shallows get what is in the shallows. You know, we were just at the beach in, uh, I think it was July, we went down, maybe it was June, with my, yeah, it was June because we celebrated my birthday down there and my nephew's birthday. Mine's the 9th, his is the 14th, so we celebrated. And I noticed something about these fishermen. Is They don't stand up on the beach. What they do is they put on these waders, I think that's what they're called, these little rubber half suits on the bottom half of them, and then they wade out into the waters where it's deeper, and out in the waters where it's deeper, that's where they cast their line. Why? Because they know what's in the shallows, and they don't want what's in the shallows. They don't want a little minnow they want that big tuna or that shark or whatever's out there in the deeper waters. So they have to wade out there. Since they want more, they have to go out where the more is. Mm-hmm. Listen to me tonight. If you want more of God, you must wade out into the waters where it's deeper. And there's more of him to be had. We've just begun, all of us, I've been walking with God for the last 20 years and I've just started to scratch the surface of how good he is and how much he has for my life. I'm no longer satisfied and since I'm in charge of the youth ministry, I'm no longer satisfied with Oblaze Youth Ministry being in the shallows. It is time for us to go out into deep waters. And in order for us to go out into deep waters, we have to make a decision as a collective group that we are gonna go there together. I need you to desire deeper waters as I desire deeper waters. I need the deep in you to start responding to the deep in God and start calling out to him and say, you know what, I want more. I've been in the ankle waters and it's good. I've been at my knees and my waist, but I wanna get out there where I'm just trusting God and I'm swimming with him. Somebody say, I want more. Now, listen, the shallows, the definition of it is an area of sea or lake or river where the water is not very deep. Now, that's a noun. Also, there's a verb definition of shallows, and it's someone who's left the deep to come back to the waters that are not deep. I want to leave the shallows to the deep. And if you're out there in the deep, I want you to desire to stay out there and discover more of God. Somebody say, I want more. So how do we begin to get out of the shallows? What must we do? We're going to talk about this maybe this week, maybe next week. I don't know. We're just kind of figuring it out as we go. So this is just going to be point one. First of all, if we want to leave the shallows and get into the depths of God. Now, why do we want to get into the depths of God? First of all, listen, there's more out there for you. Amen. See, he doesn't want to just give you a little provision. He wants to be your provider. Where does that happen? In the deep. He doesn't want to just give you a little bit of clarity of mind. He wants to take all your confusion. He wants to take all the fog off of your mind. Where does that happen? Out in the deep. See, there's more of him. We gotta leave the shallows to get where more of him is. So how do we do this? The first thing we have to do, and these aren't in any chronological order, they're all equally important. I'm just saying number one so I can keep track of it. The first thing we have to do is we must change our focus. Someone say, change my focus. <clears throat> Over in Acts chapter 20, verse 24, out of the Berean Study Bible says this, but I consider my life of no value to me. If only I may finish my course and complete the ministry I have received from the Lord Jesus, the ministry of testifying of the good news of God's grace. This is the Apostle Paul talking, and he's saying, I had a focus shift that happened in my life. My life used to be about me, the Apostle Paul. I did what I wanted, how I wanted, and when I wanted it to, but then I came in contact with Jesus. And when I came in contact with Jesus, my whole life shifted and my focus changed. I stopped looking at myself and I started looking to God. Over in Galatians chapter two, verse 20, the Apostle Paul said this out uh, of the new uh, uh, NIV version. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. This is important. If you want to get the most out of church, if you want to leave the shallows and get into the deep, you must change your focus. We come to church, not for us, but for him. See, and when we come to church for him, then he's able to minister to us what we need. But I don't come here for me. I don't even come here for you. I come here for him. And since I come for him, I can get what he has for me. What is that? That's just a slight shift in my focus. Whatever your reason is for coming tonight, I'm asking you to change your focus, take it off of your life and put it on God. Every Wednesday when you come, I want you to come with the focus and the attention. I am coming to seek him. Why? Because I no longer live. What is he saying? The Apostle Paul saying, my life is no longer about me. If we want to go out into the deeps, this is what we must do. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. When I was praying about this, the Lord said this to me. The reason we don't worship God with passion and enthusiasm is because we're too self-centered. Y'all hear what I'm saying? We haven't got this revelation that the Apostle Paul is saying when we come into this room and it's time to worship, we're still trying to hold on to our lives. We're still trying to hold on to our pride. We're still trying to hold on to, well, what does this person think about me? What does that person think? You know, the Apostle Paul, he said something very interesting. He said, I've been delivered from the faces of men that I've been sent to. What's he saying in that statement? I no longer care what people say or what they think. I'm going to obey God. What is that? I'm no longer concerned about my life. I'm concerned about what He has. That's what He said. My one objective is not to fulfill my own life and my purpose, but the ministry that God has given me. It's a shift in focus. That's what the Lord said. We don't worship with passion and enthusiasm because we're too self centered. It's too much about us. If I lift my hands, what are people going to think? Well, what is that? That's me focus. If I sing and someone can hear me, what are people going to think? What is that? That's me focused. If I jump during a praise song, what are people going to say? What is that? That's me focused. And as long as we stay me focused, we stay in the shallows. But when we turn our attention to God, see, when I lift my hands, it doesn't matter if people are looking or not, I'm here for Him. And because I'm here from him, what he can do is he can lead me out of the shallows into the deeps. Someone say, I want, to go I want to go deeper. Listen to this song. We sing it all the time. This is the words from the song, Oceans. And it says this, you call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where my feet may fell, where I find you in the mystery in oceans deep. See, he has things for us in the deep. But in order to get in the deep, we must wade out into the waters and oceans deep. My faith will stand in the spirit. Lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper. Someone say deeper. Take me deeper than my, my feet can ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Such a beautiful, well-written song. But how does that happen? It starts right here. I'm changing my focus. I'm not coming to church tonight for Robert. I'm coming to church tonight for him. I'm going to enjoy fellowship with you guys. We're going to play cards. We're going to play basketball. We're going to do all those wonderful things. But at the end of the day, I'm here to meet with Jesus. Someone say, meet with Jesus. And when we're here to meet with Jesus, something powerful happens. Listen to what John says in chapter 3, verse 30. He says, he must increase and I must decrease. What's he saying? Jesus must increase, and the way he does it is I must decrease. If you want to leave the shallows and go out deeper, the way you do it is you get less self-centered and more centered on Jesus. Someone say that's good. It really is. If you want to go out deeper, your life has got to be less about you and more about him. Now, what's cool about this is when this happens, the Bible says he will then be able to give us the desires of our heart. Matthew 6.33 says, seek ye first the king of God and his righteousness. And then, someone say, and then. So when does this happen? After I've sought him. After I've made my life about him. After I've decided it's not about Robert, but it's about Jesus. And then he can add these things to me. But it starts with me shifting my focus. Why am I in the room tonight? Now listen, and I applaud you guys. When I was a teenager, I didn't go to church the way I should. I went some, but not a lot. So I applaud you for being here. But I'm asking you to take the next step. Let's go deeper. Let's shift our focus and say, you know what? I want to decrease so God can increase. I want to wait out into the waters, no matter what it costs, no matter what it looks like. My focus and my attention is shifting onto Jesus. Matthew 10, 39 says this, whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. I'm going to read that scripture one more time. Why don't you listen to it? Whoever finds their life will lose it. What does that mean? when I make my life about me and I become selfish, whoever finds their life will lose it. And whosoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Did you know the real you and your real life is hidden in Jesus? And when we discover that, when we say, you know what? Whatever you want, I'm here to seek you, I'm here to find you, I'm here to follow you. God can lead us out of the shallows where we've experienced him, maybe ankle deep, maybe knee deep, maybe waist deep. He can get us out into the deep where this mystery of who God is and who we are this mystery of what he's done for us and what he wants to do for us, he can begin to reveal those things to us. But in order for that to happen, we've got to wade out into the waters a little further so we can discover all that God has for us. So the first thing we have to do, someone say first thing. We've got to shift our attention. It's got to be less about us and more about him. I'll say it one more time. We've got to shift our attention. It's got to be less about us and more about him. Doctor, if you want to come play. Over the next couple weeks, from here forward, every time you come to church, I want you to think about this on your way in. If you have to say it out loud to yourself, say, I'm going to meet Jesus tonight. Amen. Change your focus. Yeah, I'm going to hang out with friends. We're going to have a good time. Robert's going to get up there and spit and yell and scream. But I'm going to meet Jesus. I'm going to so I can decrease so he can increase. I'm going so I can leave the shallows and get out into the deep. I'm going so the deep within me can call to the deep within God so him and I can have this encounter. Guess what? You need an encounter with God. I need an encounter with God. And the more of us that go out in the deep, the stronger encounter we can have together. And miraculous things happen when we focus less on us and more on him. It's such a weird biblical example that God gave me today when I was studying. I was thinking about in chapter, uh, John chapter two, where Jesus is at the wedding of Canaan and they run out of wine and he tells his disciples, you know, they got these wine vats and they hold like 30 to 50 gallons of wine each. And he tells his disciples, I want you to fill those up with water. Someone say water. And then he said, after you fill up those wine vats to the brim with water, I want you to take it to the high priest of the ceremony and pour them out some. And they did this, they filled up the wine vats to the brim, they took it over to the high priest, they gave him a glass, he took a drink, and you know this story. The water turned into wine. And then the high priest stands up and he says, listen, I commend you. Normally they serve the best wine first and when everybody's had a lot to drink and they can no longer taste and they're good and drunk, then they bring out the cheaper wine. But he said, you have saved the best for last. And as I was thinking about that story, I got to thinking about the disciples. Here they are (laughs) putting 30 to 50 gallons of water in a wine vat. And then they're gonna take it to the high priest who's a very prestigious person among the wedding ceremony. They're gonna take it to him and when they're supposed to be serving him wine, they know they're giving water. But what's interesting about that as we're talking about leaving the shallows and going out into the deep, at the end of the day, the disciples didn't care what he thought or anyone else thought, Jesus told them to do something. And they were gonna to listen to Jesus They are gonna seek what the king told them to do above everything else. As foolish as it may look, and I think I've been here sometimes, if I can just relate this to you, and maybe even me. Sometimes when I lift my hands, or I'm dancing to the music and I'm not even on beat, I'm thinking in my mind, I must look so foolish right now. How goofy do I look? But you know what? It doesn't matter, I'm here to meet the king. It doesn't matter what I look like with my hands up. It doesn't matter what I sound like when I'm singing on key or off key. It doesn't matter what people are saying, what they're doing. It doesn't matter if I'm going before the king, the priest, someone prestigious, someone popular, someone not popular. I'm here on purpose to meet with Jesus. And I want that attitude that the disciples had, that attitude that it doesn't matter. <laughs> What's going on in the room? It doesn't matter what commotion is. It doesn't matter what this is. It doesn't matter what that is. What did Jesus say? And furthermore, what does Jesus want? Well, Jesus was clear in the scriptures. This is what he wants. He wants you. (laughs) He wants me. That's why he died. He came to save the precious. Now, listen to me. You are precious, the precious fruit of the earth. He just wants us. And know what's cool about that. Now just bear with me. We're just about done. When you're an ankle deep, he's only got from your ankles down. But when you go out into the deep waters, to where that scripture he was talking about, the deep calls unto the deep, the water falls and it roars over my head. When you go out into the deep, he's got all of you. (laughs) He's got all of you. I love that song. I think it's by John Legend. I don't remember. He says, I'm underwater and I'm breathing just fine. How does that happen? Only with God. And I know it's a secular song and that's not what he's talking about at all. (laughs) But that's, that's, how I, that's how I see it. I'm, under, I'm out here in the deep with God. I'm completely submerged in my relationship with him. I'm completely submerged in the presence of God. I'm underwater because I'm in the deep and I'm breathing just fine. And out there in the deep is so much more than what we can get in the shallows. I'll close with this. There's things that maybe you don't even know you've been desiring from God. There's things you need from God in your life. And for some of you, it's even been frustrating because you haven't had what you desired. It hasn't, you haven't had what you've been promised. This is what God's saying to you tonight. By the Holy Spirit, if you'll wade out into the deep, what you've been looking for, that's what you'll find. If you'll wade out into the deep, exactly what you needed is what you'll get. It's not here in the shallows. It's out there in the deep with him. Really hope you guys enjoyed that service. Come back next week to check out another podcast and be sure to follow us at We Are Ablaze.